Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for May 4th, 2018, and there are a lot of games on Friday. There are a lot of offensive options. I actually think the pitcher I'm able to narrow down a little bit for me personally, I could get down to the guys who are like Matt and I actually didn't really talk much about the players that we want to roster beforehand, so we might have slightly different opinions than usual, but a lot of times we end up liking the same people anyway. So let's start with the expensive pitching options, Matt. Gio Gonzalez, Rick Porcello, J.A. Happ, uh, Garrett Cole, all priced above 10000 Personally, I think that you can make a case for a lot of these guys. I don't want exposure to any of them just because I like more expensive offense than there's cheaper pitchers I like. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, let's include Fultonavich and Barrios in that category of expensive pitchers. So I have zero interest in rostering anyone that's priced above 9000 I think we can kind of just ignore them. Um, the pricing is either fair or too high for all of them. Um, the guys you can make a case for, I think it's just merely fair pricing. Um, but even if there were a little bit of value here, there's so much more value on offense. And I think we're probably going to like a lot of the same offenses. So we can really skip the top end pitching because um, even if there was a little value here, I think from a lineup construction perspective, it just doesn't make sense to roster any of these expensive pitchers. Uh, it's a little bit against how we usually look at 15 game slates because uh, part of the logic is that there are enough offenses to choose from that there's going to be value plays and plugs that are cheap all over the place. And because of that, you can afford to pay up at pitching. Um, but I I don't really think that's as relevant here because the offenses in good spots are so expensive. Um, and I don't really like any of the pitchers that cost that much anyway. So, yeah, I'm off the first six guys here in terms of price. Okay, well, I only include the first four because I like Jose Brios at 9,800. This is pretty well this year. It's a pretty easy matchup for him against the White Sox. And if you go Barrios with another one of the cheaper pitchers that I like, you can kind of fit in any offense. So I do like Barrios at 9,800. He's pitched well so far this year. Uh, let me just bring up his numbers really quick. And it's, it's a really favorable matchup for him against the White Sox. It is a little bit of a hitter's park, but still, I mean, Barrios this year, he's a 3.63 RA, a 2.881 FIP. He's striking out over a hitter per inning. So I, I like the price tag on Barrios a lot. Well, the one way that I would potentially use him is if Yohan Moncada is out again. He's day-to-day, but he was supposedly available to pinch hit Thursday night, so I'm guessing that he plays. Um, I, I think it's kind of just fair pricing. Like, I don't... Brios wasn't that good last year, and I I don't buy into it too much that he's all of a sudden this much better. Um, he was hammered by the Reds in his last start at home. Uh, I'm not going to bring up the Fangraphs page because it's glitching the audio whenever I do that, but... Um, do you have the swinging strike percentage in front of you? Because I remember it being pretty low. Uh, 10.8%, so it's not low. Yeah, it's kind of just, I mean, he's. I think he's a moderately good strikeout pitcher. Um, the White Sox offense does strike out a decent amount, but it is a road game. I think the pricing is just kind of okay, but if Mankata's out, then I, I like him more. So I guess he's fringy for me, but um, I still probably won't roster him much. He's definitely my favorite, though, of the expensive guys. Okay, so moving down to the next tier, I think that Walker Bueller and Joey Lucchesi would both be pretty good pitchers for their prices. The issue is that that game currently has an 80 to 90% chance of thunderstorms basically starting tomorrow afternoon and going past midnight. So right now, I have to say, I don't think that any of them are in play just because of the crappy weather. Uh, for me, Garrett Richards, I think, is fine at 7,700. 
I think Junior Guerra is kind of moderately interesting. He was really bad last year, except he's been much better so far this year, and he was good two years ago. And his numbers so far this year are very similar to his numbers from two years ago. The strikeouts are up. He does walk some guys. Um, but I think 7,400 is okay for him. I don't really love him, but I think that he's okay to roster if you need a pitcher in that price range. I do like Zach Wheeler a lot. It's 7,100 right below him. The Rockies are really bad against right-handed pitching, uh, worst in baseball so far this year. They were the worst in baseball against right-handed pitching last year by WRC+. They strike out a decent amount. So I like Zach Wheeler at home. I think that's a good spot for him. Uh, I think that he's my favorite cheap pitcher on this slate. Do you agree with that? Yeah, Wheeler is my favorite pitcher for the slate. Um, Junior Guerra is not someone I looked at really at all. And the big difference between him and two years ago is the swinging strike percentage. So his peripherals look kind of similar, but um, Guerra's first three years in the league, his swinging strike percentage was between 10.5 and 11%. This year it's down to 8.5%, and he is throwing slower. Uh, His average fastball velocity, well, it was down last year too when he was bad. Um, His velocity is a little bit up from last year, but it's still down from two and three years ago. So I just don't think Guerra is particularly good, and Wheeler is cheaper. I think some other guys are cheaper. Um, so Guerra, I think, is just kind of a fair price. It depends what Pittsburgh's lineup looks like, I guess. Uh, but that is a hitter's park in Milwaukee, and Guerra has pitched in some favorable um, hitting or favorable pitching environments. He had a game against the Marlins. Um, his last game was at Wrigley, but Chris Bryant didn't play, and the wind was blowing in at 20 or so miles per hour. So I think his stats are a little bit inflated, and the lack of swinging strikes definitely concerns me. Uh, so Wheeler, I agree with you for sure. The Rockies' offense is terrible. Um, they're on the road, and I think Wheeler should have low ownership because the Mets have just been awful lately, and the Rockies still have the reputation of being a good offense, even though it's entirely because of course Field. Uh, so Wheeler is my favorite pitcher. I think Herman Marquez on the opposite side of that game is worth rostering. Um, he's a lot better away from Coors, which is true of every pitcher because Coors is just a horrible place to pitch. Um, so the targets for me at pitcher, I think it's Wheeler number one, by a lot. I'll probably have him in 70 to 80% of lineups. And then I think there's kind of a mix of other cheap guys to consider. Uh, Barrios could be a guy to consider too for me, but the other pitchers I like are Marquez. Uh, I think Daniel Mangdon, 6,400 home against the Orioles is okay. Um, and then Sal Romano is pitching at home against the Marlins. So Romano isn't very good. He's probably a league average to slightly below average starter. Uh, but he's facing the Marlins at home, so it's just an easy matchup for a cheap price with a decent chance of getting a win. Um, so, like, how do you... I, I think there are a lot of pitchers that are in the mid mid to low range that could be rostered. I think, like, Romano and Guerra are similar picks. Um, so how do we kind of figure out what to do here? For me, I think it's going to be mostly Wheeler and just kind of mix in a bunch of other guys. So I also like Nick Kingham. So I actually stacked the start just because I kind of think that's... A- good practice to make uh like i actually did rewatch some of the stuff and kingham did at least appear to have better stuff than what the scouting report said which i think that you pointed out which is probably true is what i was reading about him was an older scouting report so that was probably just uh it definitely was just a mistake on my part but at 6800 for kingham against the brewers i think that there's definitely potential for him to not have a good start because he's not necessarily a highly regarded prospect but i think there's also a ton of upside for him in that matchup so What's your opinion on Kingham at 6,800? I think guys like Marquez and Mangdon are probably better bets that in sort of similar matchups with less downside. So like Mangdon's pitching in more of a pitcher's park. Marquez is facing the Mets, the Mets offense. 
Um, it kind of depends who starts for the Brewers, though, because they have had a lot of injuries. But I think Kingham is at least mildly interesting. Uh, the big concern there is just the park factor in Milwaukee. And the Brewers' offense is better than the Orioles' offense. It's probably a lot better than the Mets' offense. So I probably just prefer Mengden, Marquez, maybe Romano. Uh, I think I like Kingham more than Guerra. But there's a lot of very similar choices here. So Kingham could be someone that I just kind of mix in with these other pitchers that I'm just basically lukewarm on. Uh, the one pitcher I do like, though, to reiterate, is Zach Wheeler. And, yeah, I know you like him, too. So he, he's the one guy to target, and I think Kingham just could be in the mix for the number two spot. My favorite pitching combination is going to be Barrios and Wheeler. And if you combine them together, you still have 4100 in salary for offensive players. So I think that should allow to stack pretty much any offense. And uh, given that there's probably going to be a couple of cheap plugs available on the slate, because that generally tends to happen large. So what do you think is your favorite, just the wheeler and then just some other combination of cheap pitcher? Yeah, I don't I don't have much conviction on it now. Um, we're going to need to see lineups and everything. Um, but yeah, I do think the route in a general sense will be wheeler and then someone priced near Zach Wheeler. Um, but that's subject to change. And I'm not quite sure at the moment who my favorite mid-priced option is after Zach Wheeler. Okay, so... Let's get into the offense then. We've got a lot of just not good pitchers starting tomorrow. We've got Chris Medlin starting for the first time in a while. He hasn't started. I have to look. Uh, He hasn't pitched at all this year. I think he pitched a little bit last year, but not that much. Um, No, he actually didn't even start last year. So the last time Medlin started in the big leagues was 2016. He had a 7.77 ERA. He's pitching at home potentially a hitter's park against Houston. We have Josh Tomlin, the home run pitcher, going in New York against the Yankees. And then Bartolo Colon, Texas, home against the Red Sox. So my three favorite offenses on the slate are Boston, Houston, and the Yankees. Do you have any disagreements there? Uh, The only disagreement is Boston. So I think I'm just a little bit higher on Bartolo Colon than you are. Um, I think he's bad, but I just don't think he's as bad as potentially Medlin, but he's definitely not as bad, uh, and especially for DFS as Tomlin. Um, Tomlin's a fly ball pitcher who has been awful this year, and he's in Yankees Stadium. The Red Sox are just also insanely expensive compared to the Yankees and Astros, so I think the pricing is going to make it really hard. Um, I don't think the Red Sox offense is as good as the Yankees offense or the Astros offense, um, and they are way more expensive against probably a better pitcher. Like I, I think Cologne's bad, but Chris Medlin should be worse given how long it's been since he's pitched and how bad he was the last time he did pitch. And I think Josh Tomlin could be probably the perfect pitcher to target for DFS. And the Yankees are basically the perfect offense for DFS. Um, So the priorities for me are definitely the Astros and the Yankees. I don't think I'll have any Red Sox exposure. Um, And then the other offense, I'm just checking their prices to make sure. Uh, The Oakland A's against Andrew Kashner at home are really cheap. Um, So as a value stack, uh, their most expensive hitter is Chris Davis at 4,600. Uh, Matt Olson is priced down under 4,000 in a really favorable matchup. Um, so Oakland would be my value offense of choice, but I think the priorities are going to be the Yankees and the Astros. Yeah, so for me, it's Yankees 1, Astros 2, Red Sox 3, and I don't really think I'm going to be stacking anyone else. The other thing that really puts the Yankees over the top for me it's supposed to be very windy blowing up to center field at Yankee Stadium tomorrow. It's temperatures in the 80s with 
16 mile per hour winds blowing out to left center field. That, to me, that's just the best spot on the slate. And it, it's since we like cheaper pitchers, it's not going to be that difficult to fit in the Yankees. So, I mean, like you said, not only should they score a lot of runs off Tomlin, but it should be via home runs. And with the wind blowing out to center, Tomlin being a really extreme fly ball pitcher, a really strong spot for the Yankees. Yeah, and the other thing that makes the Yankees stack fit more easily is that Brett Gardner's priced down to 3500 for some reason. Um, he's in a an ideal fantasy situation batting in front of probably four players who are the best hitters at their position in baseball, or at least close to it. Um, so Gardner is the best value, I think, per dollar on the Yankees. But there, there's nothing wrong with anyone in the stack. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be Yankees number one, Astros number two for me. Um, and then with cheaper pitching, it's pretty easy to fit them in. And the other thing about stacking the Yankees, which we probably talked about before the season as being a problem, is that when the Yankees are at home in good matchups, they're going to have crazy ownership. But we have 15 games on this slate. So the ownership, I mean, maybe Stanton and Judge and Sanchez are 20% owned at lower stakes. But I I think even that might be a little high because there are just so many different choices. Um, So if there's ever a slate to get the Yankees in a perfect matchup, you probably want it to be a really large one uh, where no one really... Where I'm not going to say no one's going to use them, but the ownership is going to get diluted enough where I'm not concerned really about them being too chalky. Um, if you're playing at higher stakes, I would be very concerned about that. Uh, at lower stakes, though, I, I don't think any Yankee player is going to be more than 25% owned, and even that might be a little aggressive. Do you think that's reasonable, or it'll be more ownership than that? Um, uh, I think it's kind of hard to figure out. Um, I, I think maybe like 20-ish percent or so, but... I mean, it's still, I, I think they're my favorite offense. Like, I don't think anybody's going to be like 30 or 40% or anything like that. The other thing, too, just to add something else that it benefits the Yankees, Andrew Miller is currently on the DL for the Indians, and they played a double header on Thursday, and one of the games went into extra innings. So, oh, and another thing also is that Nick Goody, who isn't necessarily great, but at least he's a decent reliever for the Indians, he went on the DL today. He uh, hurt his elbow. So, there's everything is in the favor of the Yankees for tomorrow. So they're, they're definitely my favorite team to target. Yeah. I, I'm not going to call this, but it's possible we see like Eric Gonzalez or Roberto Perez pitch in this game at some point, if the Yankees are up enough because the Indians bullpen is really just destroyed right now. Um, I'm guessing they're going to call up some minor leaguers for the game. So the Yankees should be facing a very poor quality of pitcher at every stage of the game. Uh, Cody Allen probably will be unavailable too. I think he only pitched in one of the two games of the doubleheader. Uh, but he also pitched two days in a row, and he threw a lot of pitches in both outings. So, yeah, th- this is a perfect spot for the Yankees, and there's enough games where I'm not too worried about the ownership there. Um, and I'm going to probably be a lot higher on the Yankees than the Astros. And with that being the case and the way the Yankees lineup sets up, I guess Jose Altuve makes a lot more lineups than any Astros player, too, because uh, the Yankees don't really have a second baseman to use. Um, so if I had to guess my five highest owned, well, six highest owned hitters for the night, it's probably Gardner, Stanton, Judge, Didi, Sanchez, and then Altuve. Do you think you'll be the same there? Um, I think it's going to be a lot of Yankees hitters, and it, like, all the Yankees hitters are going to be my highest on hitters. So I think that's sensible. Yeah. Uh, any other offenses that are at all worth mentioning? Because there are some really bad pitchers going. Um, I don't really think, though, like any. a lot of these guys aren't quite bad enough that – there are some loud sirens going on out there. Um, a, lot, a lot of these guys aren't quite bad enough where you really want to stack against them. 
Like, I think the Angels have upside against Mike Leake. I think the Reds have upside against Wei Yin Chen. I think even the Indians against CC Sabathia are potentially a strong stack. Um, but all these pitchers are kind of just mediocre to below average. And the offenses we like are really facing some awful starting pitching. So I think we can keep the focus pretty narrow here. All right, so let's uh, let's wind this up. It sounds like Matt's ride is outside. You could follow <laughs> me on Twitter at GEnbergTFS. Matt's Twitter handle is at PreachingSense. Everybody have a good weekend, and we'll be back on Monday.